0: saying this, but Eleanor's 15 today, so it's her birthday, and Annie is soon to be 17. So I've got two teenage girls, and they really believe that they are their job in life is to be the fashion police <laughs> for me. Fashion gurus. And in particular, Eleanor is very vocal about it. And she'll, as I'm looking at something and really like it could be a shirt, she'll make the statement, Dad, that is so yesterday. (laughs) Get with it. What she's saying is this. That is not normal for somebody to be wearing something like that. And that brings me to the point because in deeper things of life, I was asking this week, what actually is normal? I I can't help but be impacted by the news when I see all that's happening in Iraq, and wonder what is normal for that Iraqian child and family. Not trying to be political here, but what is normal for that displaced refugee from Syria? What's normal for that child who lives in the Western world, but unfortunately they find themselves living In a gang-fueled inner-city context in Bronx of New York, what's normal for them? When I speak of normal, what am I meaning? Well, normal is that which is usual, that's which is standard, that's which is typical. The everyday, regular day-to-day, the normal. You see, every home has a smell has a sound, has a feel, has a look that's normal to them. Every life has something about them and there are things that we like to do that are normal, typical, usual to us. But what I've realized is this, what's normal for one is foreign to another. You see, What I've realized is this, we we take that which is normal, what we've experienced, and then that becomes our experience. There are some things that you and I have received as being normal, and I'll come on to it in a moment, but actually it's abnormal, but we see it as normal, and then we perpetuate that with our children and our grandchildren. And it becomes normal. I, I, just a question. What was normal in your childhood? What did you experience? We've been dedicating two little boys. They're going to be, be, be grow up in, 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 with, with loving parents. And there'll be things that will be normal to them. Which are wonderful. But we have to be very careful that we pass on the wonderful and not the wretched. I wonder what's normal in your house. I, I got this up here because this is normal to me. I don't want you thinking that I spend my days just sat in this chair because that is completely the opposite of what I do. But I have a chair. Does anybody else have a chair in their house? Give me a wave if you have a chair. We'll be tired anybody who sits in this chair. I have a chair. Oh, that's nice you 've got uncomfortable chairs i 've got a lovely chair that 's because i 'm one of the pastors. <laughs> sorry i 'm just being really naughty i 've got it on me this morning um, this this these this was from my office actually, but i 've got a chair like this, and i do the girls can bear witness and testimony to it there's a particular chair I like and it 's next to the radio. This was purchased. Uh, as a surprise from Caroline many years ago. It's been the best present I've ever had. It's digital radio. I can go all around the world. I can listen to music that I like to listen to. It's wonderful. So I have my radio with me, and I have it close to me, so I'm controlling it, particularly the volume. Anybody got teenagers in the house? And, and my mug, uh, we, we got this from America. I like it. It's big. Because I like big drinks, normally filled with tea or coffee. It's beautiful. And fellas, come on. Oh, hardly any fellas with me? Come on, anybody with me? Yeah, who holds the remote? Who's the daddy of the remote? Who's the daddy of the remote? Let me say again. Yeah, I know. I know there's some, yeah. But this is normal to me. This is very normal. What is your normal in your house? What's normal to you? What's usual to you? What's your everyday occurrence? You've done a full day's work. What is normal to you? Because some of those things that are normal are really lovely and really great. Let's pass those on. What I'm addressing today is those things that aren't particularly good that we've taken as being normal. And actually they're abnormal but we receive them as being normal. And they're the things that we need to be very, very careful with because there's a little bit more sinister side to this because as i said this is lovely normal but there's a sinister side to normal and let me just list a few things that may be appropriate to you and i'm sorry if this causes a bit of pain but the reality is we live in a very fractured world we live in a very pain-filled world we live in a, a society that's fueled by pleasure and what we want and that creates issues particularly for children. Because normal to you may have been a house that was filled with selfishness. You don't share anything. It's all mine. It may be that your world was normal to you, was moving round, moving house, really, really regular. And that meant for kids moving schools. It may have been an abusive father. It may have been a lot of violence in the home. And that becomes normal. Moodiness in the house. Quietness. You see, I have a theory about this. Violence is bad, but so is moodiness. Quietness creates all kinds of unease for all of us. Slamming doors that become normal. A neglect. A lack of love and care. And kindness, those things become normal. If I was to welcome you into our house and you would get a great welcome, then you would realize that actually looking at me, don't think that this the the, the perfect home because it's not true. Because with four kids at each other, it creates mayhem in our house. There's a lot of noise in our house. Any other homes that are noisy? My, My home is very noisy, particularly when they're at each other and they've just got it on them. And the, anybody know? And I'm dizzy with it all. Yeah, dizzy. If you think that we have angels floating in our house. Coming down and bestowing fairy dust upon us and blessing and kindness and all. Christian's children walk to the dinner table. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Go and see in particular, my little boy downstairs. The only thing he takes to the table is a basketball, bouncing it, boom, 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 boom. Put it down, Isaac, boom, boom, boom. You do it once more, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'll give you the bum, bum, bum on you. Bum, bum, bum in a minute. (laughs) Normal. What's normal? What's normal? Because these are the things that happen in my world. By the way, there's also another thing when it comes to me is, Fellas. There's got to be some kind of mystical power when you drop your clothes from yesterday and they find themselves magically going to the basket. How does that happen? Oh, I've realized it's our wives. My wife. Christian, they're not meant to be there. Put your trousers in the wash basket if they need washing. All kinds of challenges. Issues. But I also want to say our home is filled with love and laughter, but I'm just trying to let you have an insight because some of you, I think, particularly from church, think we live in perfection. We don't. We haven't got this perfect world, but we do try to create, listen to me, a good normal. Now, you may be thinking, we've been here already for a few minutes, he's not once picked up the Bible. I wonder if you'd... Got a Bible? Want to turn to Matthew chapter 18. If you haven't got a Bible, and there'll be many of you that haven't, for your interest and information, the verses that I want to just read from are on the screen. And they're found in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 5 and 6. And he reads there, Jesus saying, And whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. Jesus was saying, if you welcome children in my name, then you, it's as though you are welcoming the God of heaven. What a powerful verse. Oh, if the society, the British society, would just live with the verse. I give you permission not to believe this stuff, a lot of stuff, but please get hold of this. Jesus is laying a value around children. If you will value and welcome children, then it's as though you're welcoming And value in me. And there's a blessing that comes as we handle children correctly. It goes on to verse 6, but then there's a warning. But if anyone causes one of these little ones, children, who believe in me to stumble. Everybody say stumble. It means to trip, to fall. If we cause a child to trip, to fall, to stumble. Jesus said this, not me. It would be better for the hem to have a large millstone hung around your neck, and you're to be thrown into the depths of the sea. Jesus is using such vivid language. Why does he use such vivid, powerful language? Because he's wanting to make a point. Jesus is saying children should be welcomed, should be valued, should be cherished. And whoever welcomes a child welcomes me. But... Also, on the other side, adults, we must take responsibility in what we show and model children. Because if we create an abnormal normal, then we will cause them to stumble. If we're creating an abnormal normal and we cause them to stumble, Jesus said this, it's better for you and to me to have a millstone around our necks and to be thrown into the depths of the sea. Jesus is making the point that children are so valuable. Now go with me on this, particularly those who are not church people and don't believe in this stuff, and that's fine, but I want you to understand something. I believe... That God can help us to create a new normal. And I believe that God can help us with the raising of children. Now, He needs to help us because relationships and marriages and raising kids or stepkids, that's fraught with issues. Can anybody give me a wave if that's true? There's a few of you. It's fraught with issues. And God encourages us in the Bible to trust him, to depend on him, and to cast all our concerns. That means all that we care for upon him. You see, I believe that as we put trust in Jesus, the Savior, he can help us to create a new normal. Now, what are the two normals? I'm speaking to parents and grandparents, and if you haven't got children, I still believe it would be helpful to apply it to relationships But there are two thoughts that I offer to you simply that will help us all to create a new normal. You may not agree with them. That's okay. But these principles genuinely do guide me. Do I get them right all the time? Well, clearly not because you've heard about the shenanigans at times in our home. But these are things that I'm wanting to create as a normal in our family context that I give my kids. And the kind of context that Phil and I, as dads of this house, this church... Try and create to bring a normal to the life of this church. Listen to me. The greatest gift to children is fill in the blank. Because a wise man was once asked, what is the greatest gift a parent can give their children? His answer was, love your wife. I'll reverse it all, your husband. You see, the context of man and wife together, and I'm mindful that we've got people in our church who've come from fractured relationships, divorces, separation, and all that stuff, and it's very, very painful. But the ideal is that a man and wife come together, they marry and they stay together. And that's the greatest gift that we can offer our children because it creates stability. Paul, who was a great man in the Bible, said that love never fails. What he was basically saying is, it overcomes all. This kind of love that we're talking about is not based upon feelings, but it's a choice. This love, listen to me, overlooks, yes, turns a blind eye to our frailties instead of focusing, uh, but instead, sorry, focuses upon what is good. So in the context of my wife and Caroline, husband and wife, I know for certain that Caroline turns a blind eye to many of my frailties because of love. And the greatest thing that I can do as a dad, as a father, is love Caroline and turn a blind eye to some of the frailties that surround Caroline and choose to love. And it creates a stability. I believe, if I can just say this now, just for a moment, to just relate to Justice and Anne and also to Dan and Emma, please, with all the stuff that can happen around your worlds, just endeavour to create a strong foundation for your boys. Love one another. Turn a blind eye to Justice and all that he does, Anne. We know we think he comes in here and he's all perfect, but we know different, don't we? And Dan, come on, get a grip, man. Emma's told us all about it. She hasn't, actually. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm picking on the fellas in particular. Just choose to love one another because it's the greatest gift that you can give to your boys. Relationships are so precious. And we undervalue relationships. But I said there was two things. The last thing that I want to say is this. That I believe the greatest gift, if we want to create a new normal, the new normal is love your husband and your wife... A second new normal is this. For your kids, spend time, not money. I'll repeat that again. Spend time, not money. To a child, love is spelt T-I-M-E. I'm sorry if you're an English teacher. I know I've got it completely wrong. But that's how children spell love. T-I-M-E. They won't be bothered how well-promoted you get. They won't be bothered at the end of the day what car you've got. They won't give her a rip. Not a rip. You do. They don't. They don't know the difference from, what can I say? Because all cars seem to be nice now. A Robin Reliant. Sorry if you've got a Robin Reliant. <laughs> They're quite trendy now, aren't they, with the Del Boy? You know, Robin Reliant. Or a Range Rover. It's a car to them. All they're interested in is time. We're tempted to believe the lie that kids want stuff. They don't. They want love and time. To play, have fun, work together, build Lego, make loom bands, then wear the loom band. Even though it's a bit girly. But it suits my feminine side, fellas. (laughs) Apologies for the the illustration with my kids. But my kids, that's all I know. And I don't always do it. But yesterday, it was a day of DIY. So we did some stuff in the morning that we had to do. There was uh, something happening with Eleanor because of the birthday. And we was out full today. So I knew how it was going to move. But I had to uh, do a bit of drilling. So did some drilling, I'm fatal with a drill, last drill I had from my dad, he's here, I broke it so that's how good I am, but I had this drill, and I'd done one, and Isaac was with me, he was the apprentice he was passing me the plugs and the screws and then I said to him, we had one other job to do, I went, Isaac he went, yeah dad, I went, you can do the drilling really really well, you have to understand this as a nine, soon to be ten-year-old with a power drill. <laughs> I wasn't irresponsible. I was with him all the time. He got this drill. He kept, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, boom, I think he thought he was Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. He was going to make my day, punk. You know, so I said, look, I'm going to do it first. So I just got the, I'd watched my dad. My dad had taught me. Just did the whole I says, now, son, you've just got to go for it. And, of course, it was just pushing in. So I didn't realize he held the trigger and I just did a bit of push. He looks up. God, it's like I've done this. It was like I'd given him. Like I'd given him. Oh, what would he like to do? Go and play NBA basketball with the NBA players. Like I'd given him everything. What had I done with him? I'd spent some time with him then he says to me dad can we do some lego later I know you're tired I said I am tired son I says but yeah go and get a lego and we'll build some lego my house is better than his, by the way but I didn't don't tell him that I said that but uh, it's a bit of a competition in our house the point is do something special with your kids this week that doesn't cost you any money Just time. As I close, I want to say this. Jesus came into the world and brought a new normal. You see, there was once laws and rules and regulations. Jesus came. If you're wondering why on earth did Jesus bother? Well, because those laws and regulations and rules couldn't get us to God. And so he brought a new way, which was a way of love and forgiveness. There was... Another normal that he introduced because there used to be harshness in the world, particularly in the things of God, but he came with kindness. And then also there was religiousness, and he put away the religiousness and replaced it with relationship. How did he do this? He created a new normal, and he hung upon a cross. That is what Dan and Emma believe. That's what Justice and I believe. It's what I believe. Because there was chaos in my world. There was stuff that was in my world that needed to be dealt with, but only one could deal with it. His name was Jesus when he hung upon a cross. Listen, my friend, he died out of love for the world. He took the sins of your life and of my life and of the world upon himself and he created a new way. And he offers this To all, even to you today. Some people have asked me, why do we preach this message of God's love and why do we do what we do in the community? Well, because we can. But also, we want to see cycles, abnormal cycles of behavior broken so that we can create a new normal for generations to come. Are you tired? Are you tired of the way you're living? Are are you tired of your life? Are you fed up with that relationship, that relationship? Moving from one thing to another, nothing satisfies. Do you recognize the cycles, the abnormalities around your life? I believe there's only one hope for that and only one answer. And his name's Jesus and Jesus says this to you today. i close with these words. Jesus said, if you are weary, if you are burdened, if you are pressured, come to me and I will give you rest. The offer today is of a new normal. I wonder if we bow our heads in prayer.